Good morning, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italia News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, March 3, 2022. Another month has begun, the 25th for with Italia News. And in a week, it will be exactly two years from the beginning of these videos that started the second day of the Italian first lockdown. Dear friends, as I told you in the last video, the war in Ukraine has taken the place of COVID and the concerns of the Italians and front pages of the Italian media. It was not what we expected when we hoped that COVID would be talked about much less because the pandemic is certainly not over, although the situation has certainly improved markedly, and next March 31 will end the state of emergency declared because of COVID, in the hope that it will be as clean as painle- and painless as possible, the transition of responsibilities, supplies and organization of the vaccine campaign between the commissioner structure set up by the government and the 20 regions that will take over. Since last week, in Italy is available the Novavax vaccine, Based on less innovative technologies than those used so far, it was hoped that this would convince some Italians who had not yet been vaccinated, but unfortunately there is no great growth in the numbers of the first doses, certainly below expectations. But if the state of emergency due to the COVID ends on March 31, the Italian government has declared another one until December 31 related to the war in Ukraine. They are two very different norms by state of emergency in a country We mean a precise legal condition that is determined by exceptional events. In these cases, the government is granted a series of extraordinary powers to protect citizens. Therefore, it is derogated from the common rules of law, but the general principles of the order must always always be respected. While the state of emergency for COVID has had a direct impact on the Italian territory, speeding up the bureaucratic procedures to face the virus, the state of emergency for the war determines only aid to Ukraine and the state of pre-alarm for gas and NATO procedures. <clears throat> At the moment in Italy, there are several states of emergency in force linked to catastrophic events such as earthquakes in various areas of the country. Among the emergencies to be considered for our country today is that of gas supply, which for 40% in January came from Russia. But the Italian government has started working since before the invasion of Ukraine to reduce this percentage. Yesterday, it was announced that already in February, the first supplier of gas to Italy has become Algeria through the pipeline that arrives in Sicily, overtaking Russia, which is now our second supplier of gas. At the moment, there are no signs of interruption of the gas supply from Moscow, an interruption that in the future could derive from our will rather than that of the Russians. Today, Italy pays 80 million euros a day out of the 800 million euros that Russia receives daily from Europe for its gas. But the emergency is making us rethink some of the measures contained in the recovery plan approved to use the money coming from the European Union. In order to diversify supplies, in addition to buying gas from other countries, it will be necessary to stop the process of closures of some coal-fired power plants, build new storage facilities and new regasification plants, now we have only two, and it takes a year and a half to build one, and increase the share of liquid gas imports. This is a sudden change in program from the ecological transition decided before the war. And talking about economics, in February, Italian inflation surged to a record for a third straight month with a growing streak that started eight months ago. Consumer prices jumped 5.7% from a year earlier in February and it is the highest level of inflation since 1995 in Italy. 
Energy was once again the main driver, with costs soaring to 27.3%, and this was before the war. But unfortunately, the economic energy and military aspects are not the only ones resulting, uh, resulting from the Russian invasion in, in Ukraine. Global food supplies are at risk. Of particular concern are the imports of corn and wheat. Ukraine and Russia together account for about 29% of world exports of wheat, 90% of world supplies of corn, and 80% of world exports of sunflower oil, whose Italian stocks are already finished. There is already a surge in the cost of food itself and its production, which requires gas. And obviously, Italy is again one of the most affected countries. Another consequence of the war and related Western sanctions against Russia and its rich oligarchs affects our country, which is a major producer of luxury goods, and in particular Sardinia, where the oligarchs were at home, especially in summer, with their mega yachts and their huge private planes, and where their villas gave work to many maintenance workers, laborers, gardeners, waiters, cooks, security officers, administrators, who now risk to remain without employment. Only in Gallura, one of the most beautiful and exclusive areas of, the city of Sardinia, every year used to spend the vacations over 40,000 very rich Russians. Another problem derives from fear. The fear that the war will become atomic and involve Italy as well. Even if this is a scenario that is sincerely almost impossible to imagine, which, by the way, if we think about it, is exactly what we would have said two, uh, two and a half years ago about the hypothesis of a global pandemic. One of the leading companies in Italy for the realization of approved underground shelters has announced that it has received more requests for quotation in the last five days than in 22 years of activity. Meanwhile, refugees fleeing Ukraine continue to arrive in Italy. They are mostly women and children left at the border by their husbands and fathers who have returned back to their cities to fight. In this humanitarian crisis, Italy is expecting 800,000 people. <clears throat> it will welcome them with warmth and friendship, providing them food and places to live surrounded by affection and solidarity. And we will also vaccinate those who are not yet. In Ukraine, before the war, only 35% had been vaccinated. The arriving refugees will have refugee status for one year, as foreseen by the Temporary Reception Directive approved by the EU, to automatically recognize international protection for one-year renewable to all people coming from war zones, who will not therefore have to submit any asylum request. They will receive the document and will be able to move freely in the whole Europe. There will be no allocation of reception quotas for the 27 member states of Europe, since the refugees will be free to choose the country in which to go to join friends and relatives. In Italy, since the first day of the Russian invasions, a race between families, organizations, associations, ordinary citizens and institutions has begun to prepare places of welcome to donate food, clothes, medicines and any other kind of good that could be useful to the Ukrainians who would arrive here. In this situation, the Italian people show all their heart with a very moving solidarity. Now, let me end this video with two curious opportunities that two wonderful Italian places dedicate to the rest of the world. Who knows if among you there is someone who wants to take advantage of these two offers. The first opportunity concerns Venice, which has been inspired by an American city to offer resources to switch from smart working practice from home to smart working from any city in which we can find ourselves or even move. 
This is the new trend of e-residency for digital nomads, inspired by the tools a remote working project when during the lockdown, the Oklahoma City launched an appeal to remote workers to relocate, promising to pay them to do so. Venice is doing the same thing. The project is called Venyware and allocates resources to encourage the diffusion of a new model of residency linked to the so-called Anywhere workers, with the aim of fighting or at least stemming the depopulation of the city, which has reached its historical minimum of inhabitants, 50,000 against the 174,000 of the 50s. Active for only a few week, weeks, the platform Venuware has already registered the interest of over 15,000 people with over 1,200 registrations of workers willing to move to a new way of working and living in a new city like Venice. 30 to 40 year olds, mostly from the United States and Northern Europe, willing to base themselves in the city for a minimum period of six months. Another opportunity comes from the Lazio region where Rome is. Lazio is paying locals and tourists $2,200 to get married here. It began to accept applications on Monday and it will continue to welcome them until January 31, 2023 or until the fund runs out. The project is called From Lazio with Love. What do you think? Do you want to get married in the Eternal City or in one of the delicious towns of this region and then move to Venice and get paid for all of it? It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italia News. Please take care, please stay safe, please protect yourselves. I'll see you next Monday, this was with Italia News. Ciao from Rome.